I think also related to your, uh, I think some people speak about how we can design this robot to be adaptable in, in a structured environment when it comes to simulation before leashing this robot to yeah unknown environment. So what yeah, kind of design? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So I guess you're hinting at that this kind of overfitting to the environment, right? The problem is if we train robots only in let's say these simulations, there's on the one hand side, there's a risk that um, there's still this, what the people call the sim to real transfer, which means this gap between what data looks like in the simulator versus what it will look like in the real world. And our robot might perform really well in the simulator, but it fails miserably when you try the same things in the real world. Um, with respect to that, I think techniques are um, that we are looking at specifically is for example, um, adding the right kind of randomization into the simulation so that it is representative of what you will see in the real world. Um, there's been a lot of research on, on that topic. Um, but what we are trying to do is also not just randomize, um, let's say crazy amounts of, of noise, but we would like to randomize such that it is geared towards the real world, which means we're trying to collect real world data and use that data to refine how we randomize our simulator so that the simulators behave more and more like the real world. Let's say if we would only rely on simulation is this notion that our robots will always only experience things that they will see in the simulator, which means which we as simulation designers came up with, right? And of course, um, um, as you're hinting at, there's also a risk that the real world is it's so open-ended that we, there's many things that we cannot foresee, right? So how will our robots be able to deal with them? And um, I think uh, really interesting directions for research there are things that, that are called curiosity-driven learning for robotics or um, endowing robots with the notion of what's called intuitive physics. Mm -hmm. Where the idea is, for example, with curiosity, um, how can we enable robots to go out in an unknown environment and then try to learn about this environment, new concepts and interact with the environment and establish new concepts, even in a, in a way that is not guided by a specific task. Um, and if we develop these kind of algorithms, then our robots can also be curious in the real world and that will hopefully help them to be much more robust and face um, unknown situations. That's really interesting part. I would like to ask you a question because I think that's something maybe related. So when you have this design for the brain and the design of the body in that case, and assuming we go into open-ended scenario for that case, which one do you think we have, we have to invest more in the brain or in the body to adapt to the brain? Or how do you see the adaptation if we can redundancy, assuming that we have to go for redundancy situation, which one you have to wait for more, the morphology or the shape of the robot or the brain in that case? That's such a good question. Yeah, the, the kind of, where should we put more evidence, the brain or the body? Um, as an AI researcher, I personally choose to work more, let's say, on, on the brain side, on the compute side. Um, and the reason is also if you look at examples where people, for example, have remote controlled a robot, 
right, with the current hardware. So for example, at the NVIDIA lab, we did a project that's called DexPilot, where we took um, a robot hand, it's an Allegro hand, which is a robot hand with four fingers. Mm -hmm. And we had a person in a motion capture system that we built, remotely control that robot. And um, through that remote control, actually, we were able to do pretty sophisticated um, actions with this with this uh, manipulator. So for example, I was even able to, there was a wallet on the table and they were able to open the wallet and pull out a $10 bill, right? Or open like sophisticated small cabinets and things like that. So that tells me that the hardware is at least far more capable than what we um, with our um, um, autonomous algorithms are getting out of them right now. Um, so I, I think there is uh, a huge amount of work still to be done on the, let's say, the pure intelligence of these systems. Again, at the same time, of course, we need to develop um, also the hardware further to improve our robots. Um, mm. but, but for me, the exciting, one of the exciting direction is really on the brain side.